Hi, my name is Patrick Mangum, and this is Goodness Talks, an authentic, enlivening, and entertaining look at current events and people's lives through the lens of spiritually-based personal growth inspired by Satvatov Institute. Satvatov is a nonprofit organization specializing in personal and group transformation through empowered communication, courageous introspection, and purposeful action. There is a worldwide community connected through the work of Satvatov, and this is a sort of community newsletter in podcast form, and even, or especially, if you have no connection with Satvatov, I think and hope this will be interesting to you. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. On this podcast, I will speak to different members of the worldwide Satvatov community, including David Wolf, the founder, on a variety of topics, all based upon the foundation of the Satvatov spirit of self-realization, seeking to understand our true essential nature as spiritual beings having a human experience. Today, I talk with my friend Devin Wadsworth. You will soon find out that my family and I are living in the camper on his property while we wait for our house to be built. We discuss the nature of our friendship and the topic of expectations with self and others and the problem of emotional attachment to those expectations. And Devin makes an offer you can't refuse. Okay, Devin. So I wanted to have you on, especially this first one, first real guest or whatever on the podcast. I wanted to have you on because I think you'll make me feel comfortable and relaxed and uh we'll get some good content that's what my expectation is mm. <laughs> good start <laughs> good start so far appreciate that eye contact it's uh yeah let's do the uncomfortable eye contact we are in the same listening. room we are in the same room which we probably won't be very often with other people but I mean, we're in the same room because i'm living in a camper on your property here <laughs> yeah well, okay that's where we're gonna start so uh yeah well uh we're in the camper we're in my camper right now i'm living on your property i've known you for uh eight or nine years ten, ten years maybe almost ten years well yeah and you before you, my wife oh even. well yeah yeah that's true well i enjoyed being at your wedding you came to the wedding you went all the way to connecticut from florida oh uh, yeah yeah met the parents well yeah uh you know one thing i like well it's probably not good but you know yeah you're in the rv at my house in the yard yeah. and then then you like to get one of the names you have for me is like i get to be the alpha male because i'm in the big house <laughs> right you know but i, think, I know yeah. my position i'm humble i know my position yeah yeah so uh yeah, I get to be that. The other title for me is the alpha is the alpha male. So, yeah, I well, don't know what that, that means. But now you're in my space. You're in my space. You're in my camper. Yeah, yeah. And the um, studio. yeah. So what I appreciate is, um, like, when you came to the wedding, and you were like, the wedding that when I married my wife Rebecca, who I'll probably have on this podcast, maybe even today, maybe she'll come in while we're recording, mm. and we'll just have her on. That. Um, at, at the wedding, you were the only person that knew Rebecca and I 
in our new mm. part of our life after we took Satvatov and had the transformation mm -hmm. uh, through Satvatov, you were the only one that was there that really knew both of us in that new way. I had some of my old friends there. Mm -hmm. She had some of her old friends there, but you were like the lone representative of like our new life. You know, we were starting together. And then, so we've, uh, and then it was, it's been, we just, we just celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary. So it was eight, eight years ago when, that wedding. Did you also meet Rebecca through Sapatov? Yeah. Well, it was through, we really got to know each other in this courses. I mean, mm. I had met her around the community just okay. in general. Mm. And then we really I think got the to know each other. the same person probably course. invited both of you. Yeah. Well, there was, I, well, I, I had already taken Sapatov and then I retook it with her. Mm. And it was her first time through the advanced course, foundational course and everything. Mm. So, yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Not the, not the sidetrack there, but yeah, but I think that's interesting. That yeah. You, you were actually getting to know each other intimately through the courses where you knew her around before then. And uh, but yeah, this is I think I know where we're going with, with all this, because I was the only one at the at the wedding that was kind of savvy to the communication styles and the, yeah and the spiritual um undertones or overtones yeah. of the courses that you've taken together and kind of the future of your life right. and then the other friends and the family members that were there they they kind of knew you in what we call our rebel teenage years yeah you yeah, know yeah. your wild youth yeah yeah i'm 38 now you're 35 five yeah yeah, so I, that's what I appreciate about yeah. about you and our friendship is that, which is like ten years now. No. Almost, yeah, that's eight, almost ten eight, years. Eight to ten years. Is that we knew? Like I didn't know you, so we both used to do the same kind of things. We, you know, drinking, smoking, partying, getting uh, the badges of the pop culture. Yeah. You know, sex, the getting you know Drugs, intoxicated, rock and roll, experimental. You know, these are all the. What Cars I call the, fast. the the badges of <laughs> pop culture of the time, you know, that you know somewhat change, but kind of consistent. At least for men, yeah. you know, these are badges. I call them, you know, wear the badge of like who, you know, how many girls, how many drugs, how many times this, that, you know, fights you were in, just uh, yeah, 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 you know, stories to tell, right? So we used to drive cars fast. Now we're are we compete on who can drive the car the, the slowest efficiently. slowest and the most efficiently <laughs> yeah. we talk about the best route to the go how gentle can you drive the car <laughs> yeah. and whose car breaks down less which roads are smoother to you know less stops less okay uh, yeah so that's so but but yeah so that um so i had a lot of friends you know before i took Satvatov, that's kind of the old 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 way of being and then, oh, yeah, we never really associated in that we way. We never associated in that way. By the time yeah. we met, you were talking about your experience in the course. And I was like, I mean, I don't even know what, I don't even remember what I understood you, you to be saying. Well, once I found myself in association with yourself and, and other, other people that had taken the courses recently and were interested in it, I just found myself, oh, I like these people. Maybe I'll check out what they're into. And then our relationships, you know, develop over all those years using yeah. communication tools, empathy, reflective listening, you know, in the self-discovery process. This is all about personal growth, self-discovery type of work. And right. ultimately down to the level of spiritual, true self-discovery, spiritual 
the self that's eternal, the self beyond the body. So that's, I mean, I think that's where we're going in this, yeah. in this whole podcast, this is the first episode. So that's kind of a lot, you know, big term, mouthful of words, yeah, growth stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we kind of have like the empathy or I have understanding of like where you came from, you know, before and yeah. you know where I came from and we can kind of relate to each other on that way. But like you said, but we've never actually hung out in that way. Like yeah. we never, you know, I, by the time I met you, I cleaned up, I was sober and, mm. you know, trying to live a sattvic lifestyle. So this is goodness talk. So mm. uh, we're talking about goodness, the mode of goodness and sattvatov, uh, you know, means uh, it come, it's a made up word by David, the founder made it up. Sattva means goodness in Sanskrit, and Tov has a similar meaning in Hebrew, biblical Hebrew. So it's about bringing goodness in the world, about the mode of goodness, and we'll get, we can get in, we'll get more into that. What is goodness? But um, so yeah, I was already cultivating that lifestyle of of a, of goodness, you know, rather than passion and ignorance that I was in you know, before. So um, so yeah. So that empathy is a, is a major tool for our relationship to be, yeah. you know, where we're at now is like, you know, to know the the, the struggles, the, the programming, you know, that we were, right. you know, that we where we came from. And so, I mean, I think that's such an important tool, you know, whether you're going to use that tool professionally, you know, as like a, some kind of a life coach or something to, to be able to go there with people to really, you know, to create a safe space, to create, um, you know, deep empathy that you can enter their world, you know, so we can enter each other's worlds, you know, that way yeah. and go like, yeah, this is the pain that we carry from the past. This is the challenges we have, you know, where we want to taste different, you know, uh, propensity to want to taste different drama, you know, to make yeah. life more interesting in some way, or, or even just to revisit something that's so familiar and we maybe, you know, became accustomed to. So, and then uh, in this, in this new world, uh whatever whatever i find wherever i i may be attached to that's an unhealthy maybe behavior then and then now now i think we're looking for ways to spiritualize it right, right? uh spiritualize it meaning dovetail it or, or in other words um make it good into the mode of goodness i think we got to talk right. about those modes transforming it bringing it up to a higher level whatever whatever old propensities old desires you know we have like we like you know to hang out like we maybe in old ways we'd hang out and party and drink and smoke and whatever and now we we have a fire and we chant you know sacred mantras and we dance you know mm. to you know to mantra music or you know eat you know you know nice vegetarian food you know sanctified offered you know in, in a in a in a good way you know foods in the mode of goodness so it was like we're still doing the same things that we maybe we did with you know our past relationships and past friends but we're doing it in a way that's like in the mode of goodness and in a like uplifting way yeah well, versus the verse, you know, goodness versus ignorance or passion. You know, we're talking about yeah. three modes of material nature. Is is this concept right? Right. So, um, you know, but everything in the everything in the world can be classified according to the three modes of uh, goodness, passion, ignorance, and most things are you know those things are all mixed up. Mixed, yeah. So it's some things not are black and white. Yeah. So even even goodness can be mixed with passion and ignorance, which we're trying to 
and ultimately get to pure goodness, which is actually spiritual, you get to the pure, pure goodness, then it's spiritual, it's transcendental to the three modes, the three categories. Yeah, so I mean, coming from, a, you know, having a taste for maybe more of the passion and ignorance, it's taking a lot of work, I think, yeah. you know, speaking for myself and maybe yeah. for both of us to to acquire that taste for goodness, you know, yeah. to acquire a taste for, you know, grounded in reality with a taste for the eternal bliss, yeah. like, you know, so a taste for eternal, you know, eternal happiness of this, this chanting sacred mantras you mentioned, you know, uh, it, it's connected to this place that that's happiness beyond some fleeting temporary enjoyment for the the bumps on our tongue or yeah um the other the other senses some inebriation that yeah but it's you know it's only good for some flickering moments and then you know yeah. we're paying for it later right immediately later like the next morning later so um you know some experimentation and and in that word you know experiencing um experiencing and, and getting a taste that's really the word that resonates you know taste for something yeah in the mode of goodness where mm -hmm. my tastes were trained to just look for the next kind of you know strong flavor of like oh alcohol and then that and then that bang and that boom and that you know um that climax experience you know yeah so that's what i was trained to take right. takes you know it takes a, a, it takes a desire a to want to get out of that you know and then and, and, and that comes from like a well, like a knowledge of a wisdom like a like using our higher senses and intelligence to go like yeah you know that's fleeting that's mm -hmm. temporary like is there more is there something that's gonna that's like sustainable and and and, and more healthy and 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 can still create like a lot of ecstasy and happiness right right here in in the moment you know in the mode of goodness right yeah i appreciate that you said it takes a lot of work and uh i think i was just talking about this in um, maybe our reading group that we do, men's reading group, that, um, that I, you know, I, I was looking at this, this um, seasons of a man's life, uh, some research or some book about it. And there's different stages of a man's life, you know, specifically a man, but, you know, in general people's lives. And then it said like in the twenties is like, you know, this time of, you know, lots of energy, lots of output, you know, creators and artists and things. It's often their like most productive time period, not necessarily because they're have so much creativity per se, but just they have so much energy and they're able to do so much hard work and like output, hmm. you know, just like, or imagine like an entrepreneur, like, you know, just being willing to work those like really long days and like crash on somebody's couch and like the adventure of it, you know, just like, you know, kind of being able to do austerities, like big austerities, um, mm. you know, and have a lot of energy to, uh, to, to do that kind of thing. And so I kind of looked at myself like, well, what is I doing in my twenties? I really didn't create that much. You know, I was kind of feeling, comparing myself and feeling some judgment or whatever. And then I really connected to kind of what you were saying, like, well, during my twenties, I was like really working hard to purify my life, bring my life into the mode of goodness and, and then with a and then with a marriage and and becoming a father so that was really um that was really a lot of a lot of work a lot of energy it took a lot of like commitment austerity so that's what i can kind of see that 
Um, I used that energy in my 20s. And if I, because if I didn't do it in my 20s, then what if I tried to do it in my 40s or 50s? You know, I mean, I just have the desire, the, the, the will to, to do it, you know? Yeah, maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why they're saying, like, you know, the saying goes, right? You can't teach the old dog new tricks, right? right? The, you know, I mean, I definitely feel like I wish I, I wished, wish I had started sooner. Yeah. Right. Wish I had started sooner with that energy. Um, you know, we talk about brain development and men and women and, yeah. and what happens when you, you know, when you start a family and the, the psychology that changes, right. you know, thinking about the future, thinking about others, um, you know, and, and we can teach that. We can teach that to our children. You know, we can model it. Yeah. Right. Example, example, example. We can model it for our children. We can teach things like empathy to children. Um, and, 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 uh, and it just takes, uh, remembering and acknowledging, I think the, the, the experiences we have and relating them with other people, you know, um, yeah, we can teach that from a, from an early age. Right. So. Well, I wanted to get to, um, cause yeah, we're in a different place now. Like I said, 10 years ago, since we've met and now we're both married kids all that stuff and um but we're still like i know you just were receiving coaching from marie i was receiving coaching from marie and david and both of us were kind of doing these um had this assignment specifically from marie <laughs> to uh, look at our uh, emotional attachment to expectations and um so it's an expectation of ourselves, expectations of life. And um, so, and there's a distinction there of like, not just expectations, like it's healthy to have expectations of ourselves and others. And then specifically, we're looking at that emotional attachment to that. That's like, well, if I don't, <clears throat> if I don't meet that expectation, then there's some emotional uh, you know, then, then I'm, then I'm bad. It, it, then we can look at it in a way. I think it's, there's a very concrete way to, to look at it that it's usually if I, if I'm, if I have this expectations of myself and I fall short of that and I have an emotional attachment, then usually I fill up the, the container, you know, the difference with guilt and shame, mm. you know, that's usually usually what happens if I have a expectation that oh I should be making this much money or I should be at this part of a stage of my life or or my kids should be better you know better behaved or I should be um, I should be more self-realized and then I'm I find myself falling short of that expectation and I have an emotional attachment to that then generally I fill up that gap with feeling guilt or shame about myself and then with others that if we have an expectation of someone which is healthy to have expectations of others you know we want to have like boundaries or you know have um expectations of how people should treat us or how to relate you know in relationship with others say like you know i expect that you you know speak to me in a kind way or with mm -hmm. respectful tones or i expect that you know, you uh, come yeah, home. Self-respect. Self come home when you say you're going to come home, or I expect you to do the dishes, or whatever. You know, it's it's fine to have the expectations, but then when there's the emotional attachment and those expectations aren't met, mm. then generally we fill up that gap with other people. We fill it up with resentment, uh, feeling mm. resentful to them, and uh, which obviously you know resentment can build into you know other things. So, 
anyway, that's like a helpful universal framework. And of course, we're all in, you know, individuals. And what I found in my experience with, um, you know, expectations of myself, which were some of the ones I was saying, like, I should be further along, like in my career, my career, uh, I should be in a different career, more fulfilling career. You know, I should be making more money. I should be, you know, this and that. And what I found that, you know, having that emotional attachment to those expectations really is like, it's like one of those uh, self-defeating. It's a self-defeating mm. process mm. that yeah. it's like, I'm not as free or um, available or have, I don't have as much energy available to, to move forward, to, to meet my expectations because I'm feeling that guilt and shame or whatever I'm avoiding. Like that was kind of my experience. Yeah. You gave some examples there. Um, you know, emotional attachment to expectations for yourself Yeah, and, and the road that uh, the kind of unhealthy place that can lead and, 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 uh, with self-respect and then also with other, with others, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, since this podcast somewhat it's going all over the place and we can expand on some, so many of these yeah. things into, you know, their own session. But, um, you gave the example with another and we're this, this podcast theme was kind of about old ways, new ways and our friendships and old how ways, we, we, we could, there's a title, know, something like old that. Ways, new ways. Yeah. Something like that. And, and, and getting a taste for, you know, new ways, you know? And, and so, yeah, my experiences without the, emotional attachment my life's better right and yeah. the likelihood of filling up that jar which is half full of expectations with something like resentment and anger yeah. is is really likely right so you know um you know it's probable and and you could just see that in my in our experiences both with expectations of ourselves and the emotional attachment to them and with others and and the old way for example because you gave some examples of kind of the the new way would be um, that uh, I have empathy with myself. I, 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 cr I create ex expectations for myself and others because mm -hmm. I have self-respect. Right. Uh, and at the same time, um, if I, in the old... And then okay, you have empathy. The, you still have empathy. If and people I, are and falling I can have short, empathy if you're for falling myself short and, of yourself, then you have empathy. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I have a lot to say, but I, you know, I really appreciate this. There's a lot to expand on. I was... I want to give one example of the old way for comparison. The old way yeah. might be something like because of my emotional expectation, attachment, the emotion that comes out is, you know, you make me feel angry. Uh -huh. So, you know, you're talking about it and I, and I hear a lot of responsibility in what we're calling the new way, mm -hmm. um, being aware, you know, the awareness of the emotional expectations and then awareness of what am I going to fill the rest of the jar with? Um, yeah. So the old way, yeah, you, you, you're making me feel angry, but this yeah. is the new way. So the new way is a responsibility that says, I'm, I'm leaving this jar open for resentment and anger because I, because in the process of emotional attachment that you will behave in a certain way, um, I'm, I'm giving myself the opportunity to be the victim. Okay. See that that open jar, yeah. That space is is an opportunity for for me to give away my power and you, and say you're make, you're causing this, you know, right. you're causing my feelings. Yeah, you're I, responsible. I expected for my you to do this, and you fell short of it, yes. and so you you 
You're yeah. making me feel resentment. And You're now I'm powerless. Me. Right. And that's that's where this coaching's gone for me every time is this is how I'm giving away my power. Uh-huh. By having that again and again, emotional attachment. Like keep defining that for yourself is my yeah. invitation. Keep keep you know, for me, this is what I do is I keep chewing on those words. You know, I keep redefining what is that? What is that? I keep asking myself, what is emotional attachment to expectation right. and how does it serve me? Yeah. And mostly what I find is it it's it's me giving away my power. Yeah. You know, it's me telling you you're responsible for my feelings, not me. Right. So I think that's that's the essence of it all for me. Yeah. I appreciate that. It I, took me a little while to get there. So Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah. Well, I think that and for me, like you said, it just you're kind of meditating on what is emotional attachment? What does that even mean? Yeah. Right? And what what is that? And and, I just sit with that a lot. And for me, yeah, I don't have any, because then it, you know, at some point it's like, okay, are you willing to drop the emotional attachment? And I'm always like, well, no, I guess not. I don't. Yeah. How do I do that? You know. Mm. And so that's like a whole nother. What else is there? That's a whole nother level. Is like how to drop that emotional attachment. I think where where you went is like a way to to process it with empathy. You know, and so it's like, okay. Um, mm. Because it's, I feel so attached, you know, um, to this outcome I want to have, and then if I'm falling short, I'm thinking about myself. You're speaking more about others, you know, a little bit more about others. Yeah, for an example. And then, yeah. and like for my with myself, it's like okay, I'm falling short of this expectation that I had for myself. And to then, get up at eight a.m. every day or whatever it yeah. is, you know, some some plan I have for myself. Yeah, and then. So I'm falling short of that, and then maybe unconscious pattern is just oh I feel guilt and shame, and then my self worth goes down because I didn't I didn't do yeah. what I said I was going to do. Right. So then it's like you how do we use empathy with ourselves to like okay, see see where I'm at. What's what's that about? What's happening for me emotionally that I'm falling short of this expectation? What's what's happening experientially? You know what's the practical responsibility? Like how am I arranging my life that you know, I'm falling short of expectation. And then I know for myself, what I've been wanting to connect with in these cases where I'm falling short of my expectations of myself is to have confidence in the process of, of this process of personal growth, especially spiritually based personal growth that by, you know, continuing to give a hundred percent to, to spend my time to purify my life, my consciousness more into the mode of goodness and ultimately into spiritual consciousness that I'll move along in that process and then I'll, I'll be purified and then I'll be more, um, have more energy and, you know, uh, capability to, to create the kind of life that I want. And, um, so have patience with myself also patience to let it unfold that it's like, you know, it's not just, I'm not the controller. I, I can't control everything. Some things, you know, need to happen and unfold as, as they will. And so that's a whole other thing that I've I've come to is, um, and especially with my coaching recently I've been receiving is, you know, the, in spiritual life especially, and in personal growth also, it's like surrender. There's a concept of surrender. It's like freeing, you know, to, to surrender. At the same time, it's not to be passive, to just go with the flow. I surrender. Sometimes it is okay to just go with the flow. But I found myself, you know, looking for this active surrender, you know, assertive surrender uh, rather than a passive surrender. So it's like 
because that's my tendency is if I'm, oh, I'm surrendering, then I'm just passive and I become yeah, it a sounds like a, It sounds like adapting. Yeah. It sounds like adapting because you're active in the surrender. You're going with it and you're, and you're yeah. dealing with it moment to moment. And, and, and I think since we're talking about the tool of self-empathy and, and yeah. everything you're saying, you know, what I, you know, I want to give, I want to share the tool. Um, and, and also, you know, here in what you're saying is, is that, is that in this adapting, in this flexibility, you're still focused on the goal. So you're still active. It's not a yes. resigned pass, passive right. flow, go with the flow. Cause you still got a goal So That wouldn't, that wouldn't feel good, but right. it's like the tool is experiencing your experience, right? The tool is taking a moment to notice where you're at. Yeah. And so in that moment you can give empathy and, and we haven't even mentioned the book. The, the book, the book <laughs> right? So, I mean, I think we should do something like give away the book to the first three people that respond in any way to this podcast okay. and we'll send it out to you. Just put your address in there. And if you don't already have a copy of the book, that okay. book, of course, is taking relationships that work, relationships that work. By and David somewhere Hall. toward the end of the book was the most powerful tool in the whole book for me. I mean, really, it was in the last pages is yeah. one of the exercises. It's the self-empathy process. Ah, okay. And so if we find a way to to make that uh, our own process, our own practice in the moment yeah. of going with the flow of, of adapting to the situation and, and being active in our lives and taking our power back. Then we, then, you know, doing little moments of this self empathy throughout the day as a tool, as a practice looks like, um, you know, looks like different things for each of us, but you know, it started out, I did the process, I wrote it down and it's a conversation with myself. It's a, it's, it's, it's a conversation. What's happened. Yes. You know, and then we've done this with each other when you were, you know, um, uh, doing some life coach training, you know, you were right. asking me, what are you experiencing now over uh, and over and over right, again? Right, right. So I asked myself, what am I experiencing and drop into that? It's the first step. It's like a special first step to connect with empathy with yourself is experiencing your experience, thoughts, sensations, feelings, and not identifying with them. You know, it's like the observer. It's kind of the experiencer as the observer, the spirit soul that I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my feelings. I'm not these sensations. I'm not, you know, I'm not these thoughts like that. And just to uh, be with them, experience them fully and not identify with them. And I think that's, that's a whole spiritual process in itself. That's a, that's a big realization that I didn't come to right away. Yeah. I just had this totally crazy conversation with myself where it's like, what are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling anger. And then, yeah. the, and then, and then you want to step in and be the empathic voice, which sounds yeah. like, yeah, you're feeling anger. I can relate with anger. Right. What else is going to tell me more yeah. and become this, become this good natured, empathic, curious person to yourself. And it's nuts. It's like, it's like, I got angry with myself, with the good person. It's like, what do you yeah. mean? You don't know about my anger. I'm talking to myself, like <laughs> crazy person, but I, I wrote this down, yeah. you know? That's where it started for me was, was that rudimentary. Was that crazy? Yeah. You know, there's voices in, in our heads, you know, they, they want all kinds of different things. So, so, you know, now it's tailored into it. I can just stop to, for a moment to experience what I'm experiencing yeah. and that's enough. That's enough. That's well, that's, that's enough, you know, sometimes in the yes. moment to help me move on. Right. Um, Right. But, we that, like, but that's where it started for me, you know, really writing it down, a conversation back and forth, arguing with myself. No, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, it is. So we got 10 seconds left. What's your final words? The book. The book, Relationships That Work by David Wolf. Thank you very much, Devin. See ya.
Well, there you have it. I hope you appreciated that conversation. And uh, please claim your book. Email us at goodnesstalks108 at gmail.com. It's goodnesstalks108 at gmail.com. Give us your address. And Devin will mail you a copy of Relationships That Work, The Power of Conscious Living by Dr. David Wolf. And... You can also, I'll leave a link in the description to leave a voice message that could be included in a future podcast. So you can leave your question, comment, or challenge. You can also email that, email or leave a voice message. The voice message could be included in a future podcast. Devin, I thought, had a great phrase that he used in there, grounded in reality with a taste for the eternal bliss. I feel like that's so much the Satvatov spirit that... You know, practical skills and tools for dealing with reality uh, as as we know it, as we experience it, the material world, and then striving for that higher taste, for yearning for the eternal, for the eternal bliss, the most essential bliss. And um, in our conversation, we spoke about expectations with ourselves and with others, and also it leads me to think of expectations of of life and we could you know expectations of the world expectations with with god with the divine with the sacred the infinite the universe that um commonly we have expectations that life should be this way or that way life should be easy uh, and then what what do we and when we when it falls short of that, then what do we fill that container up with? You know, directly with God. You know, it's some resentment towards God or some uh, some turning away from God. You know, how does that affect our relationship with God? So similarly, these expectations that we look of look at with ourselves and others that we can look at at them also with with the most important person, God, the divine Himself, herself, whatever you prefer to or experience uh, the divinity in that way that uh, I know for myself often have the experience that, well, I'm expecting that life should be easy or that life should should flow a certain way and things should come naturally and uh, and then it, it doesn't turn out that way. And so how do we get to choose? How do we respond to that you know, reality? And, and what do we fill up that container with? Um that whenever we, whenever our life and our experience in the world falls short of that expectation. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, like, rate, review, send us a voice message in the link below in the description or email us at goodnesstalks108 at gmail.com. So long until next time. There's voices in in our heads. You know, they, they want all kinds of different things. So